This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you know, that scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Why, you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerd You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth but get no such pleasure from us! Parental discretion is advised. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The show informs us and entertains us, and it binds the fans together. The show is Star Wars on the record. Yes, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Big turnout here from all corners of the Outer Rim Territories. Order! We shall have order! The crowds are going nuts! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this uh, special edition Star Wars on Direct Live from the floor of Star Wars Celebration 4 Fanfare Hall. And I'm sorry if I don't have a very good sounding voice today. I pretty much lost it throughout the, cor the course of this convention. Uh, today we are Monday, May 28, 2007. And uh, my co-host is not here with me today, but I have someone to replace her. And that's Simon, who's Hello. from Los Angeles. Hello, people. So, so, you know, I figured he, he's got a few inputs. But you know what? We're going to str go straight into the heart of what Star Wars Celebration 4 is. And, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to bring you live Karen Travis. Hello there. Lovely to be here. And live is a sort of debatable point. I'm sort of dead, dead on my feet, but it's been a terrific con, hasn't it? It has been an incredible convention. We have been lucky enough that Delray and Barnes and Nobles got to an agreement, and we have managed to put our hands on sacrifice. Well done. Yes, it's sold out three times. And we have been spreading the rumor that you know what? How hard was it to kill R two D two? It really wasn't all that hard because I was awfully short of a trash can, you see, and I thought, you know, uh, he, you can actually do the uh, dome so that it unscrews, and okay. I just thought he was just asking for it. I just got fed up with his smarty, smarty pants attitude and thought, it's about time that he bought the farm. Perfect. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> now we're curious, does 3PO commit suicide in the next book? Can you give? Oh, a I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean. Clearly, he's going to go through go, go through considerable angst. Um, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one, and obviously, it wouldn't it wouldn't be ethical for me to discuss that. Of course, we understand <laughs> it that. I think I think oh, Shelley wouldn't like that. No, uh, no. Yeah, you were talking yeah. to Shelley earlier. Did you did you put the same question to her? Yeah, I tried. She gets very emotional about C three PO. I mean, yes. I, know, I know. She almost she almost shed a tear. I actually. Know, I know. It's uh, very moving, isn't it? I had to hug her <laughs> so she would be comforted and all that. 
R2. So we miss you. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but he makes he makes a really good trash can. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Uh, no, no, let's get serious. His effort wasn't wasted. He he didn't die in vain. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get serious. Sorry, now. sorry. I should put on my serious face now. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen, sacrifice is coming out tomorrow. Yes. And uh, a lot of fans are going to get a very shocking news by the time they get to the end of that book. And personally, I just want to say thank you and congratulations. You did an awesome job. I haven't read all the book. I did skip through to the, to the end because... I, you I cut knew. to the chase, did I, you? I, I was talking to you and I wanted to see, you know, a little bit of how it happened mm -hmm. and all that. Oh, so you missed all the subtlety. I, I, well, I missed, <laughs> I, I'm sure I missed a lot of it, but I, I did get that, you know what, for what, ha what is going to happen yeah. to happen and for her to actually... For the character to die yeah. properly. Character. Are, are yeah. we actually going to do spoilers? I mean, this is this is this is your this is your dilemma for all, are your, you all your listeners. Do you read are we actually going to do spoilers? Because if we're going to do she spoilers, knows. she knows. Yeah, if she knows. Okay. If well. we're actually going to do spoilers, I think we need to do a great big uh, klaxon alarm. Is there anyone here who cares about getting spoilers from Sacrifice? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, she, yeah. Move, move along. along. This is move along. this is this is not the spoiler <laughs> that you want to listen to. Move <laughs> along. So, so yeah, you had to kill yeah. uh, Mary Jane in your upcoming book, and uh, I think you did so in a very, very nice fashion. Honestly, I always kill people nicely. That's because I'm British, <laughs> and we do it very I politely. Mean, well, when I first got to it, I mean, like poison. Oh, you got to be kidding me. This is, it's, it's marriage Jade, I mean, fighting, lightsaber, heads cut off or something, but poison? Uh, and then Jason sneaky. started yeah. to talk, and I'm like, oh no, okay, that's like the, the good old oh, yeah. speech of the evil man. Yeah. And he's explaining to her, like, why... He believes it. He's not, yeah. he, 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 well, he's like, it's like most people who do bad things. I mean, I don't, he's not evil in the sense that he goes around twirling his, his, his moustache in a pantomime way. He genuinely believes he's doing the best thing he knows best and he's got to break a few eggs to make omelettes. I mean, he's like every politician. Yeah. Well, 99% yeah. of politicians I've ever known in that they just get deluded with, 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 with their own power and think, I really know what's best for people. And he's going down that path. I mean, he's done his agonizing in bloodlines. Is it me? Is it, is it, is it my destiny? And he, he and Lumia have talked each other up into believing, yeah, he is the one and he's got to do this. Um, uh, sorry, we're just we're just we're just pausing for a tannoy announcement. <laughs> if you're missing the celebration, you've been we've been hearing this all week practically. All practice, yeah, all week long. It's basically uh. the announcement to tell people that you know what you got to get off in 45 minutes. So time to go home, kids. Yeah, grab, it's grab a shame, really, isn't it? You can, you, we're just watching lar large chunks of the set disappearing out the door at the moment, which is uh, quite interesting. But back to what you were talking about. Yeah, so we're talking about talking about Mar yeah, Jason. Um, I mean, going 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 back back to back to back to Mara. As soon as we're going to do the spoiler, um, Mara. Uh, a friend of mine, Jim, uh, sums up Mara like this. He says, she's the kind of woman who would rip a man's arm off and beat him to death with it. And <laughs> that's how I see Mara. Um, I saw a wonderful piece of fan art that someone sent to me of a, a Mara. I, I haven't got the link and I couldn't remember it offhand anyway. Which showed me the Mara that I saw, which was a really tough woman. Not some, not some glamour queen, but a soldier, an yeah. assassin. And she's a mother who will do anything for her son she will take uh, she'll take any risk she will kill anyone that, that just looks at him funny you know she's a devoted mother and she does she does what she feels she needs to do and it's i mean if we're going to totally spoil her by going after after jason she sees jason as a threat and that's a huge emotional thing for her to do because this is one of you know this is her sister-in-law's son yeah after she's already lost a son and she's gonna go i'm gonna take him out and 
I mean, she isn't a woman who, who's, who's going to go in, in for any fancy like like lightsaber stuff. She goes at him, hammer and tongs. You know, this is a real, it's a real, well, cat fight. I mean, you know, they really no. go at each other. It, there is no holds barred. There's, you know, they're and using anything that comes to hand. There's pulling her hair. There's gouging. There's, you know, you know. And actually, while reading that, unlike your other books, this this really is like heart beating fast, and you can feel that it's it's going really fast at a fast pace, and you almost get scared for Jason at some point. There was, there's a very real risk that he's, that he's not going to win. He very nearly loses to her. And it's only because he's got one more thing up his sleeve and she just she drops her guard for that fraction of a second. Even though she knows it's an illusion, she drops her guard for that fraction of a second. And it's that tiny bit, even though she knows, that is enough to give him the edge. Yep. And that's just typical Jason. That, uh, and, of course, he, he actually sees her sacrifice as being part of the destiny and... I just, I, I, I've been, I actually had lunch today with a, a bunch of Mara fans, and we were having, having a little chat, and, um, How did it's actually, know? oh no, that was <laughs> fine, that was fine, because they, I mean, they, they, was, they were obviously sorry to see her go, but I explained to them how, how we came up, up, up with the idea, and what I felt when I was writing it, and I have to say that, um, I like Mara a lot, I think she's a fantastic character, I think she's a great character. And I thought that she went out fighting, um, and she was defiant to her last breath. And I think that was magnificent of her. And I felt very upset by it. And I was uh, writing the scenes when Luke recovers the body is just awful. I actually found that extremely painful. If I don't feel it's painful, then I'm not I'm not doing my, my job right. I have to be up upset by that because I have to feel what Luke feels when I'm writing that. And it was harrowing. And all the little details, you know, about sort of bereavement and fresh, fresh bereavement, they're damn hard, hard to write. And they ought to be. Uh, you know, sh it's not, not only do I owe that to the reader, I owe it to the characters. You know, that they actually treat them as real people. And I, I was actually very sorry to do it. Um, it was necessary for the story. Uh... I was quite I was quite upset by it for a while. And this is to, if, if, if any of my friends from my last jobs could hear me talking like this now, they would stand that and they would laugh themselves sick because I used to, I used to be an extremely hard ass cynical type. I mean, a typical journalist. And if if they heard me saying that I was you know, moved by while writing that fictional character, they'd stand here and mock me. But I'm not ashamed to say that I found it very upsetting to write, which told me I was actually hitting the right notes. Yeah. So there, there, there you are. But. Uh, Poor old Jason, I mean, oh, he's a deluded man going down that path. Um, who knows, who knows. He has his good points, though. I, I, think, I think he does some things in the book that I, I found myself going, yeah, someone should do that, someone should do that. Which brings me to the point that we were at the Legacy of the Force uh, panel this weekend, and all three authors, you, Troy Denning, Aaron Alston, your favorite character now is Jason. And that's a very... No, I didn't say I favorite character's Jason. Well, well yeah, you, you, all, you all said oh. that you liked him pretty well, much. Well, we liked him. We didn't say we were favorite. Okay. Favorite's an yeah. awfully big word. All right, all right. I actually like writing all, all the characters. There isn't a character that I don't like. There are characters I'd like, like to strangle, you know. I mean, the uh -huh. characters are really annoying me. Uh, but then that's part of... I mean, that's just me standing out, out, outside of the book. But I wouldn't say he's my favorite. But he's interesting to write for me, given my background. Um... You know, because he's that classic political animal. He's a manoeuvrer, and the way he fiddles the the legislative process to get his power—that is a real legislative process. Um, and we've probably, you know, we've all come perilously close to that in our respective countries. Uh, there's an enabling act that you know Hitler was fond of using. You know, the law that enables you to change laws, and that was scary. And uh, I mean, 
out of all the things he's done, that's the most manipulative. And I, I found that chilling to write. And the way everyone falls in with it, and they just let it through on the nod and they don't see it coming. We often do not see evil coming, and it's not necessarily coming at us with a knife. It's sometimes done in the little subtle changes in laws that gradually eat away at freedoms. I have a question. I have a couple of oh. questions, actually. On the comment about we don't see evil, sometimes evil is the kindest person. I mean, yeah. when you hear just random subjects like, yeah. yeah, there's a serial killer, but he was a sweetheart in the community. Absolutely. Nobody is black and white. Uh, it's People who are evil do not realize, well, I mean, define evil, for a start. Yeah. I mean, let, let, let's, let's put that, like, 10-hour debate to one side. Defining evil is very hard. <laughs> but, but one of the things about, uh, I mean, Jason doesn't suddenly turn into a complete monster from Mr. Nice Guy. What he does, it's an incremental process of self-persuasion. And he's been I need to, Oh, he has. I mean, he's, I mean, this... He's had a hard life, Let this, and I'm not making excuses for him, but he's had a rotten life in the sense that he has grown up in war, uh, he's lost a brother, he's been tortured by the Vong, he's a very able guy who feels constrained by the Jedi he's Order. He's been kidnapped yeah. how many times? I know, exactly. I mean, you know, how is that guy going to be normal? we're not even talking about Jaina, I know. the twin right yeah. there. I, know. I mean, it's just not going to be normal, is he? I mean, I know this sounds like the excuses that I make for Boba Fett, but it's, these people do not have happy lives, you know, they're going to be men out of shape. And there, uh, there's no psychologist in the Star Wars universe last time I checked. That worries <laughs> Me. I worry that there is a complete lack of a mental health service. You know, the, that would make a great clients. comic book. It really would. Wouldn't it? I, was, I actually wanted to do a series uh, of, uh, of sort of spoof features on the psychiatrist's couch. So um, what's going on? Tell me your issues. Well, yeah. my brother. Died. I had this real problem with my father. I never knew him. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, Vader. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is sort of Doctor Doctor Freud meets Vader. I mean, it could be hilarious. But no. I mean, joking apart, it's. Um, yeah, these are all very real people to me because they have to be in order to write. And I just want to sometimes grab them by the shoulders and say, Get some help! You need help! <laughs> you, you need therapy! Do you think Jason's more on a mission than Anakin was? Like, let's say, at the end of episode three? Oh, yeah. In fact, this was the very conversation we were having over lunch. Um, Jason is all about the abstract. He's very political. He's very calculating. Oh, he's a smart kid. He's a smart. He's a smart bloke. He he wants. He he genuinely looks at the majority and says that the majority of people will be better off if I can take extreme measures to bring peace to the galaxy. And he's there's an actual argument in there that the only people who would really be crimped by uh, by Sith rule would be Jedi, and that's a tiny minority of people. Uh, so he's probably got a point. Now the thing about now the thing about uh, about Anakin Skywalker was because. He did what he did, not out of a request, not out of a quest for power, not out of a desire to change the political order, but because he wanted to save the people he loved, and that's a totally different motivation. And Vader loved too much. Everyone laughs, but all the Vader fans will, will nod and agree with me. Vader's fall was because he loved too much, and he was prepared to pay any price to save those he loved. No, I totally agree. With whereas, you. whereas Jason is able to rationalise, and Jason loves Jason, but Jason has. He, he actually does have an argument that he may be able to do more good for more people by having Sith rule. I mean, I hate to use the phrase the trains run on time, but the majority of people probably weren't any worse off under the em Empire. I mean, we just look at it numerically. Ben actually challenges Luke with that and says, effectively says to Luke when they're having that family dinner, what gave you the right to decide to change the government? Who, 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 you know, he didn't actually use those words, but he's actually saying, what, you know, people who start revolutions like yeah. that, rebellions, the vast majority of people, did they actually suffer from the Empire? Unless they were politically active, did they get the midnight knock on the door for the Stormies? So you know, these are really, these are real challenging questions. And they're ones that bother Ben. Uh, the, you know, Luke's concerned about him going off, kicking down doors and beating up people and blowing us stuff up. And he says, well, hang on, you, you, blew up the best, you blew up the Death Star. How many people died on there who were just ordinary grunts doing their jobs? 
you know, I mean, some of them could have been civilian contractors. I, I know that's become a bit of a joke in the fan community, but Luke killed people. He had a good re- he, he justified killing people. Um, so at what point does it become not, not justifiable if you believe in something? They're huge moral issues that they're grappling with. That sounds really, you know, that makes it sound like a really grim, heavy lit novel, but yeah, we, we do have a few laughs in it, don't we? I'm, I'm you sure haven't read it, have you? I'm See, sure I'm going to spoil you now, and you don't yeah. know if it's true about R2, <laughs> do you? You don't know if I'm actually winding you up, and I have, and I have knocked him off in the book. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> no, I've, I've actually started reading it the other day before the breakfast, and uh, the guy came out, came on, so we started talking, and I had to yeah. read it. But, ah, Darren. <laughs> I'm exactly right there also. Started yeah. a couple pages, yeah. chapters, and I'm like, ah, celebration at the same time. That's it. I, yeah. I just, I just can't wait to actually sit down and have a good read. Well, yeah, because seeing as we go for spoilers, you, you know that's not the only death. Don't, don't seriously. There are, there are a number of deaths in the book. Okay, I, I thought it was only man. No, there are a number of deaths in the book. Uh, the one R2. I've had them. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely made him into a trash R2. can. I'm sorry. It's, it's I'm sorry. I'm just curious. <laughs> where is the trash can now? Is it on the Falcon? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, they. Oh, I don't know. I personally think that. <laughs> I personally think the C3PO was involved in the. And the act, but there you go. Um, <laughs> there, there are a number of characters who die, and some people are more u- upset by some of them than others. Um, there was one I was very u- upset to get rid of, and it was inevitable that she should go. Uh, but I think she's a great character. Can, are you okay with telling? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Can you? Are, we, are we actually going for total spoilers now? Yeah. I, I mean, I really, really hope when this finally gets broadcast, you're going to say, if you really don't want the spoilers. Turn off now and look away now. Yeah, I mean, you need to well, some people I'm are going to go crazy about the spoilers. I'm actually going to put a spoiler warning before. Yeah, the I mean, yeah. yeah. big spoilers. I mean, Lumia okay. gets killed. Wow. And I found that extremely moving to write. And um, well, I, I like Lumia. I figured that she would have to in order yeah. for for Jason to, you know, yeah. get oh, that out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jason Jason would have wasted her any time he felt it was appropriate to his own career. Uh, well, I in the end, it isn't Jason. I actually figured that Jason was following Lumia, was tricking her into giving her what he wanted, and then he would actually get rid of her. And my, yeah. my idea for the, la- the, book's last ti- the last book title being Redemption, but it's Invincible. And we've already had ah, to give us a right. few words. So, yeah, I, I, think, I, I honestly think you'll have a hard time spotting what's coming in the final book. Oh, um, it definitely. really isn't. I, I, I've, I've heard a lot of guesses, but they're nowhere near. Uh, the thing about... The, remember the relationship between Sith. The thing about Jason and Lumia is that they both know what they're up to. It's rather like Palpatine and Vader both know... You know, I mean, this is the sort of mutual, mi- mutual trust yet mistrust that they know yeah. one way else the other sort of thing. And Lumia is prepared to make that sacrifice. Lumia makes a sacrifice too to make sure Jason get, gets his Sith Lord ticket. Which brings because me to <laughs> ask the question about Alima, because she's also sort of getting herself pupiled by. Oh Lumia. yeah, well you 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 see a fair you see a little bit of a fair in the book. I mean, I, I like writing her. I love writing Lumia and Alima together. They are such a great double act, and I, I just thought, oh, what a shame you know, when, when, when Lumia was no longer with us. I thought, I can't do that again. It's a wonderful double act. I just loved it. You know, but, uh, I mean, the whole thing about sacrifices is on a number of levels. Whenever, you know, whenever I do a title, it's always yeah. a number of levels, and there are a number of sacrifices in the book. Okay. Um, I, I know it's, it's, it's going to be hard for you to ask me questions if you've not read the whole book, because there, there are quite a few bombshells. Well, in yeah, well, that's so it. What well, can you tell us? We'll, we'll, well, we'll, we'll definitely get back in touch with you after. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 I mean, what is a bombshell to me isn't a bombshell to other people. Um, 
but that's what we're interested in. Yeah, yeah, as the author, as part of the creators of this, you know, legacy. Yeah. The most mail I've had so far, because even though the book isn't out, out, out till tomorrow, it's already gone to reprint. It's selling like crazy, and that's I'm already beautiful. getting mail about it. Uh, the the thing that most people seem to like is the way Lumia goes. Not okay. in a gloating, oh good, you whacked away, but it was very moving that, that because basically Luke kills her and he's and he says to her, I'd never let you fall and pulls her back from the precipice with the with the lightsaber. I'm getting goosebumps. That's the effect that I got I felt that when I wrote it and um, You're a twisted woman. Uh, I love Oh I, I am I am, yeah, I am a sick, sick woman. Oh, I'm a sick, sick woman. But I found it I know he's having to do a necessary thing that he doesn't want want to do. Um, a sacrifice, in it's another way. sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. And his, it's, it's funny because some of his innocence, what's left yeah. of his innocence. Because if I'd read it, I would have felt that Luke would have actually judged necessary to know she was dead, hence taking that particular action. Yeah, I mean, uh, but that's I, 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 I've, I've sort of, I've sort of <laughs> called, I, I've sort of called Lumia's end "Death by Skywalker." You know, like death. Yeah, su yeah, sorry, su su Suicide by Skywalker. You know, like Suicide by Cobb. Let's Suicide by Skywalker because she just puts herself down and says, bring it on. Yeah. Um, I think she's a wonderful character. I think she's she's totally devoted to service. Um, she's mm. come to terms with the fact that all her, you know, that she's she's lost so much of her life. She she was she was a good-looking young young woman. She was left to die. Vader was the only one who really cared and saved her. Uh, she's had to come to terms with, with being disfigured, but she's moved beyond the physical... What I'm curious, again, not from reading the book, is this after the death of his wife, or yes. is it before? After. So he goes after her, believing so she's responsible, and she says, yeah. Get an edge. See, Maybe that's, a dark look, side. that's actually closing a door that I figured that... that There's something, yeah. That, uh, I that I figured that, that, that the, the dead of Mara was, was opening. Basically, Old Jason kills Mara. Side. But you know, that's I don't think it's necessarily dark to want to kill a, a Sith who you yeah. who you it's believe has killed your <laughs> your wife. I mean, it's pretty well. Yeah. I mean, uh, is is there anything dark in killing Darth Maul? I mean, it depends because I would stand back completely and say, well, you know, I'm very I'm sort of very even-handed about Sith and Jedi, two branches, and so whatever. But no, nobody said that it was terrible to kill Darth Maul. Why is it terrible to kill Amir? Luke only finds out afterwards. Okay. Does he feel that? Oh well, yeah, but. That's that's one of the final scenes. And you're at a bit of a disadvantage for not having having read it, but he is devastated when he finds out killed the wrong woman, and it's Ben who tells him because Ben's been with Lumia. You got the wrong woman, you know. It's like, no, oh it's my god! I am so tripping right now, Karen, because when I read the, the scene, I said, okay, here's what's going to happen. Ben's going to go crazy about Jason because you know what? He's going to find out at some point that his mother was killed by the person he admired Absolutely. the most in the entire world and he's not going to know going to know what to do about it so he's going to go AWOL, AWOL for a while and then when he comes back he's going to come back with a vengeance uh, Luke is actually going to be totally d depressed by Mara's death I think even more than Han was with Chewie's death and he's not even he's not going to be able to take actions against Jason or not actually properly because of all the past that they have together and he's just too much of a rational man and the fact that you just mm. told me that he goes after Lumia thinking it was him sort of like goes against that theory absolutely Luke when, was very emotional when, when he learns who actually yeah. killed him I can't wait to see what's going to happen but when you look back Jedi's are rational thinkers you know that's it 
I yeah. mean, look at Obi Wan if you want to even go further. So I just can't wait to see what's going to happen in the rest of yeah. the series. See, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with the logical thinkers thing. Um, the thing about Luke, the Luke of the movies that I, I remember is a guy who would do anything for his friends, take right. any risk. Yeah. For those I love. For I those respect. he loves, yeah, and and he's. He's lost his wife, and you can imagine what it's like for. I mean, it's bad enough getting news that you, news that your loved one's dead. I think yeah. that anyone who's been bereaved knows how terrible that news is. But I for mean, a Jedi to actually, yeah, you know, he's actually flying that X-wing, and he just feels to disappear from the universe, and his world is over. And I, oh, sorry, that that still gives me a horrible feeling in my in my gut whenever no, no, I say no, that. I, I it's a really powerful thing. I could just imagine what he felt like. What was the last thing I said to her? Where's that last note? Note she left me. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I say that? And there's nothing you can do to bring her back. And it's a terrible frustration. Now, he, he's the one who gets emotional. Ben is the one who r- remains rock steady, which is a really interesting thing. Ben comes into his own. Ben is very much his own man. He isn't following either side. Um, I'm glad he got to spend some quality time with his mother before the end. Uh, that was that was it was hard to write that knowing what was coming, um, but if I'm glad that they got a better if relationship. I can interrupt sure, myself. sorry. Yeah, I lost my mother last year, you know, and I totally understand what you're talking about with Luke. I mean, it's different from mother to child, yeah. but in a way, yeah. I totally understand everything yeah. you're talking about. It's pure depression yeah. losing someone that's so close to you and they'll go through the phases of anger denial the whole thing and, and shock and, and shock, shock yeah there's there's the there's feeling on auto, autopilot and not think you know, having to, it's almost like it's happening to you because you look away for a second and you, re, you remember oh my god it's happened right. every time when you wake up in the morning there's two seconds of blank and then she's gone she's gone yeah and it's and just awful feeling about leaving a note all yeah. that your last conversation absolutely yeah just memory yeah and then at some point poor luke's gonna ha- have to go back back to the apartment and clear yeah. yeah I mean it's just it's a nightmare it's a nightmare and he's oh I you just have to feel for him you really do can I just mention how great the music is in the background as we're <laughs> recording this right now yeah that's it. we couldn't ask for oh Vader so sir sorry yeah, we're just watching your Vader here so everything stopped for the, the Dark Lord magnificent and it's good to see those troopers looking so snappy as well. <laughs> uh, the 501st have done a stunning job at the Come on, kids. are Come on, oh, I love those guys. They've just been brilliant. Come on, kids. Don't do like the Padawai, the, the Padawans. <laughs> I was about to say Padawasted for some reason. Padawasted? <laughs> Did you just create a word right there? <laughs> oh, Padawasted existed for a while. They're the apprentice to the Lush Eyes. <laughs> uh, okay. Last time I saw it at uh, C3. So what we're watching now is the little kids uh, dueling with Darth Vader. Yeah. And when I last saw this at uh, C3, uh, one of them simply burst into tears in, in front of Vader. It was, it was very touching. It's well, a wonderful sight. Anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting myself. Which here. brings me to say, come on, kids, just swarm the guy. I'm yeah. actually sending you my can, you can all take right him. Him. <laughs> some pictures, <laughs> and we'll post them on show notes. Sure. You want to do that? Excellent stuff. <laughs> but yeah, ah. it's uh, it's the ramifications of huge, all the yeah. sacrifices happening in this yeah, book huge. are going to be uh, very interesting to the rest of the series. And then of course we've got the Boba Fett storyline because Boba's life is really not any more uh, simple and he's sort of dithering around on the outside of this, staying neutral and uh, Mandalore makes a happy discovery uh, that changes their economic and uh, military future. Oh. Oh yeah. I oh, see so you've not read all the good bits, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the book came out a week before, we would have known. We would have done our homework, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> well, um, 
Boba, as you know, is 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 uh, has got a terminal illness at the start, and he's desperately looking for the uh, clone uh, who he believes is one of the uh, Scarata clones. And if the guy's still alive now, then he's clearly found a way to by bypass the, the accelerated aging. And he also knows that the uh, that uh, Cal Scarata was desperately looking for the Kaminoan secret of accelerated aging, so he could at least st uh, stop the process and give some of his lads a normal life. He thinks he's done that, so he's looking for this clone. He finds him. Um, things are not quite as simple as he as he, as he thinks. Um, I won't actually spoil that bit. You've got, you've got, to, have, you've got to have some surprise in this book. Or, 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 or you're not going to pony up the dough for a hardback, are you? Well, you did, uh, me you did mention that we were going to see some characters from Triple Zero yes. make appearances in there. Yes. Yeah. Well, there is one mentioned in Triple Zero who makes an appearance. Um, also, Django gets a totally separate shock right at the end. Have you read that bit? I don't, I don't think we want to spoil that. Do we? Django gets a shock of his... Uh, sorry. I'll start again. Bobo gets a shock of his life. Um... That Vader is his father? <laughs> no, Boba, I am your father. Um, no, but sorry, Boba gets a, an enormous shock, and uh, that's completely up upends him right at the end, and he's got to deal with something really awful. And it's well, I'm not going to say what it is because it look. If you actually read the whole book, then you will see the sort of uh, parallels with Luke's life, and uh, you'll find that. Well, that's I don't know. Interesting. I, I don't know. Um, He's he's got an awfully difficult he's got an awfully difficult time coming in my next book coming to terms with that. But the good thing is that Mandalore is economically resurgent, and they're really starting to worry uh, the uh, the Galactic Alliance because they they come up with a new uh, fighter vessel, which is you know terrifying the life out of everybody, which is good. It isn't a super weapon; it's just something that everybody would like to buy. Uh, because they find uh, fresh deposits of Beskar, the Mandalorian iron, that was stripped mined by the Empire, and they thought there was none left, and now they've found a new load, and they're going to work that uh, to maximum advantage. And they do a deal uh, with the Verpine, the little insectoid Verpine, and they form a new sort of uh, neutral alliance, uh, building uh, very high-quality weapons and uh, fighters, and that is really scaring both sides in the war because they'll basically sell to the highest bidder. Good old Boba. That woman really likes the ballistic weapons. Oh, I, <laughs> do. I do. I do. I like blowing stuff up. But um, there is a wonderful new vessel in it called the Bezulik, the name name for the basilisk. Uh, which Where did you come up with that name? I'm just curious. What the. Uh, the so, the oh no! So no, this is this this is all from my Mandela dictionary. You know, when when I, I developed the Mandalorian language, and uh, I was looking. Um, the, I was trying to preserve the word basilisk from the old KOTOR era and uh, Beskar being the Mandalorian iron I thought oh well if Ulik is beast then you've got Bezulik because they were iron beasts so yeah this is, this is like how the word. language evolves you see so, 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 it's a, so it's a Bezulik I might have to buy that domain name uh, later and, and, and this is a very nice vessel and, and anyone uh, who, <laughs> who sort of spots the parallels between that and a uh, Harrier the Sea Harrier. Yes, you know how much I'm in love with Sea Harriers, so I've just got my little Star Wars Sea Harrier going now. And I'd like to buy one, preferably one with the velvet posh seats and, nice. <laughs> and the furry dice. Uh. So yeah, anyway, Boba has a very hard time. Boba finds all sorts of things coming up, up from his past and uh, far more than he bargained for. You know, I just don't want. I just don't want to have the rush question. out and buy. It. As fact, you could rush out and buy if it wasn't sold out. But don't worry. No, it's it's basically that you're right. You you've been writing Boba for a few years now. I guess we could say. Uh, I first. Well, I'm just trying to think how long I've been writing for. I first wrote him in Bloodlines, 
and then I did the novella A Practical Man and this is my third bite at him really yeah. uh, in Sacrifice so it's not really well I suppose it is years just, it just seems like a lifetime but it has only been since 2004 that I've been doing Star Wars books so yeah. but you know the characters are oh awesome. yeah that's it. and we can tell that you're a fan oh I'm a total fan I'm a total so fan so yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't, as everyone knows, I mean, everyone's heard this story before, but I knew nothing about Star Wars when I got the offer to do the, to do the first thing, which was Hard Contact, and I just fell in love with Star Wars. I love it. I thoroughly enjoy being here. I've been as fanish as the next woman, and um, I've really enjoyed sitting down with fans, and I'm, and I'm a good natter, and debating characters, and why Obi-Wan needs a, a good slap. Uh, there's a few people hey, agree hey, with me hey, on that. Hey, he needs a good slap. He, Obi-Wan's my favourite. He character. left his best buddy to, to, to fry to death rather than finishing him off in a decent manly way. How can you love him? How uh, can you love and him? And you got to meet your, your best buds, <laughs> the Mendos, uh, which are a few tables aside. I'll tell actually. you something. I don't know where... Um, and they're high-fiving and we, we have having a great time over there. We have some absolutely superb Mandalorian costumes going around. The June Sea Garrison uh, people from a Arizona who I've, uh, I've been privileged to be friends with. Uh, they've uh, built fantastic custom Mandalorian armor, uh, partly based on the magnificent illustrations that Tom Hodges did in Insider for my article on the Mandalorian language and culture. But we've also got uh, a one... A wonderful Mandalorian costume from a very good friend of mine, Ray Ramirez, who was an insider reader who I got friendly with when the editor sent me his letter when he was serving in Iraq. He was reading Insider. He had then got a copy of Hard Contact and he sent a very nice letter to Insider saying how true to life um, Hard Contact was. I sent Ray a letter saying, um, I'm very moved that it's meant something to you. Uh, long story short, we just struck up a friendship. We've been friends ever since. And I met him for the first time physically at the con. And his That's and yeah, it was a very tearful moment. I've got to be honest. He's just a wonderful guy. I've met quite a few fans and and readers here who, I've, uh, who I've known on online that actually met for the first time here, and it's wonderful. It's really good. It's been a wonderful con for that reason. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't just come here to pimp books. I've actually come come here to socialise, buy stuff, generally do fanish stuff. I've loved it. I really have. It's great. Did you get yourself uh, Boba Fett Star Wars Shop dot com maquette from Jedi Giants? That are sold out. Uh, so which one's that? The 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 animated ones. I thought I already bought that ages ago. I bought that as soon as it came out. I mean, I had that on order. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, she has connections, you know. Oh no, no, I, 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 I actually got in the queue for, with everyone for, else with it for first a second. Out. I, I almost got scared. I'd have to take it out of my luggage no. and give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Boba is on my windowsill. I think I, I just I just love the I, lo I love the animated series. I just love that style. Um, I've Did got you see any of the Clone Wars stuff, by the way? What the first series? Yes, because uh, uh, Sebastian very very kindly. Um, no, uh, no, 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 no. Well, well yeah, you. but actually, no. Oh, the merchandise! I haven't been able to get there yet. Oh, someone, Gary, someone got me a Fordo uh, patch, which is good because I pretend he's Ordo and same on something. You are going to love this. I know, I know. They are actually talking now. Oh, <laughs> they can talk, you know. They're very clever boys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the preview, we actually heard them talk. So yeah, we're actually going to. I have more than just hand signs telling them oh, you know, no. the mission. I absolutely so. love the first animated, well, the first three uh, animated series. I just loved it, and uh, I've also got the uh, well. Everyone knows that I've got the Fordo map maquette, which I used when I was uh, writing Ordo. So I got some sense of the stance of the man and all that. Uh, I love those sorts of things. Um, Are those I, your favorite characters? Sorry. Are those your favorite characters? I, I haven't actually got favorite characters. I, I, I love them all. I love writing any of them. Um, I mean, it's just hard to say. 
whatever I'm writing at the, at the time, I'm really enjoying. And I can switch to them, and I just love writing all the characters. Well, really that's beautiful. You were, just, you were just telling us about Ordo. Yeah. Uh, there's a book coming out in July, I believe. Uh, well, if, if, it's, if, it's, if it's true colours, the dates move to October the 30th. October 30th? Yeah, October 30th. So yeah, the October. Yeah. yeah, they just moved, they just moved the titles uh, around, you know, something, another book came in, so everyone got shifted down, but that'll be out October the 30th. So, through colours, are we going to see more of the six alphas? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they're, the, they're such naughty boys. What <laughs> actually, actually, I love that. I've been meaning to ask you, what do you think of, I've, uh, have you read Dark Lords? Sorry, have I read? Dark Lords. Uh, um, yeah, I actually went through Dark, Dark Lord for Jim and at the manuscript stage to to, yeah, to talk to, uh, talk to him about the sort of commando side of it. Yeah, because when I because I didn't realise that he had put me in the acknowledgements, which was <laughs> a bit of a shock because I didn't really do much. <laughs> I just said, "Oh no, can we do that?" Or, "Oh, ooh, that's rather good," and just only made noises. So, I mean, Jim, I mean, Jim, Jim, Jim's the guy that does the magic. I, I just grunted in the background. But when I saw the, um, the, the you know, the, the, that a clone, a simple clone, would actually say. Sir, I don't know what the what the frack is wrong with that particular order, but I'm not gonna allow, acknowledge it. You know, something's been wrong with the transmission. Oh, yeah, so yeah. just go that way for five minutes, yeah. then we'll go after you. Yeah. So if they can do that at their lower level, I can only imagine what the boys, what the Delta Squad, and what the Alpha Six can do. Yeah. So my mind is made up. And yeah. I know. Y I'm well, you, it'll be a while before you see what happens with all well, the sixty-six because, because True Shel Colors is set in the second year of the war, so we're a long okay. way back from it. Yeah. Shelley was actually telling us that there might actually be a fourth book coming. Oh, there's out. definitely a fourth book. <laughs> oh yeah, that that, that, uh, that was uh, announced at Comic Con. Okay. Last year, right? Yeah. 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 So there is a fourth book. Yeah. Um, I'm just sort of picking my words carefully here because uh, having having just got used to blabbing the spoilers all over the place, uh, I have to remind <laughs> myself that book is mind. on the shelf. The uh, True, True Colors isn't on the shelf yet. Uh, yeah, um, bear in mind that I think what you've got with the with with the uh, with the nulls is that they are completely on 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 another plane. Um, they they are they are Skirata's private army, and as long as Skirata's on the side, then everything's cool. Um, the minute he decides to deviate, then I think you've got real trouble. <laughs> and the Jedi uh, command is aware of this, and they tolerate it because they get results. But the Jedi, I mean, certainly General Zai is getting very worried about what's happening with Skarata. Skarata's pursuing things that matter greatly to him. Uh, A little bit his own agenda. Oh, very much his own agenda, oh, totally. I mean, you know, he's, his priority is his boys. Uh, he's got no love for the Republic. Um, he hasn't. Uh, he's, he's, he's. I suppose he's probably got more got more separatist sympathies, to be honest. Um, and it is awkward because he he's he's got a little arm, army there, and uh, particularly Omega are starting to look quite Mandalorian to other troopers who have, who are not as touched by the Mandalorian culture. You know, okay, they they can they can sing Vodayan and they've got a vague smattering of this, but they're not as steeped in it as some of the commandos are. And certainly not. That, like full-on Mandalorians like, like the Nulls are and you know um, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that there is some friction between ordinary troopers and and uh, some of those commando squads because some of the ordinary troopers come up against real Mandalorians when they're fighting and then they're seeing their seeing their so-called buddies you know talking talking the Mandalorian language and looking very Mandalorian to them and they say hey whose side are you on what are you do you think yourself with Mandalorians 
Yeah, so or then it's very difficult. There's for a, like a class struggle in a way with the troopers. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean, we said in in hard contact that uh, the ordinary troopers' armor and kit is nowhere near as expensive as the high high value assets like the commandos, and of course the nulls get the good stuff. I mean, Cal makes sure they all get all of his lads get the good stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely this vibe that the troopers' life is possibly not as valuable in the eyes of the of the Grand Army of the Republic as the commanders, but they're all still expendable units as far as the Republic's concerned, and Skarata will never forgive the Republic for that. And then you've got the Jedi. Whoa, well, they've got some identity crises there going. We've got Itain. Yeah, I think there And then we've got Jusik, who's... Well, there should be a line of psychology books for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've all got robust psychological profiles in the sense that, not they're robust psychologically, but I've actually worked out the psychological profiles so they make sense to in sort of psychiatric world, you know. Um, but they're, 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 they're not all nuts. They're just, they're just normal people under extreme circumstances doing extreme things. No, you make them like real-life people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, what's yeah, great. Yeah. In, in the meantime, before True Colors com comes home, can we expect to see something in the Insider like Targets, for instance? I'm not sure. I've, I've just I've just been having a, 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 a chat with Insider to, uh, today, just looking at what's happening in the future. So I couldn't really say at, at this stage, but um, uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'll, I'll find I'll find some way to give you little teasers for two colours. Yeah, make you want to rush out and buy huge quantities of it. Yeah. Alright. Incidentally, for anyone who hasn't seen the, the cover art for True Colors, uh, it's, it's an absolute joy. Uh, I think everyone knows that the first two covers were art from the game done by Greg Knight, uh, the, the artist at LucasArts, who's a lovely, lovely man and a staggeringly talented artist. And, I, and the, when we came to do the cover for True Colors, talking to my, uh, to my editor, uh, Keith Clayton, he said, well, what, what should we do? And I said, can we possibly go, go back to Greg's concept art and work on a wonderful thing that I saw of troopers looking back down, sorry, uh, commandos looking back, back down a valley. The original concept art was sort of very washy and white and misty and rather nice, and clearly that's not something that's going to work on a, on a mass market paperback cover because of the size and the cropping. So Greg, bless him went away and did a wonderful new version of it in the matte black armor which is just gorgeous and i'm so pleased with, with that cover and i'm very very grateful to lucas uh, lucas film lucas arts and del rey for letting me choose that cover because it's just beautiful which actually brings me to a good news for the boys actually and maybe you're going to be able to use that in in in, in case the uh, opportunity ever arise again um i've been playing paintball as uh, <laughs> as a uh, a war correspondent of some sort, myself, I've been taking picture for Sudden Arm team back in Montreal. And in order to be very well spotted on the inside, uh, the, the inside field, I've been wearing the Canadian Army um, white girdie suit for snow, for, for winter. So I just figured, the boys just need to get one of these suits over yeah. their armor and they're white again. <laughs> So next time they go on a planet with all snow. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Next time they go by Montreal, you know. Yeah. But they're, 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 they are totally into the black now. Um, I mean, that's just them. They just think that's stylish and classy. Uh, I've got my own black armor, by the way. You do? I'm very, very grateful to, to my friends in the 501st for coming up with some matte black Republic Commando armor. And uh, all things being well, I hope to be at Dragon Con in 2008. Um, actually, armored up, trooping the full shebang. Oh, you're going to be wow. yeah, come on. I mean, isn't isn't that isn't that dedication? I mean, that's you know, a fan. Only right a there. fan would do this, and you know, and, isn't and it great that I I also <laughs> get paid to write it? I mean, you know, this it's is the best job. job. It's the best job in the world. I'm and, happy and to have. And you've it. actually, uh, you've actually been given 
the art of the armors from I believe it's six or seven troop seven seven troops from the uh, the Mandalorian Dune Sea garrison. Oh, that what you mean the old uh, stern yeah. plate, the little oh yeah, the little keyhole plate. That, that, that was, was very awesome. moving. I didn't know that was coming. They they're they're always uh, jumping surprises on me and sort of leaving me sort of mi- misty eyed. But that was lovely. Um, in fact, I, because I didn't know they were going to do that, we've been talking about what that actually represents in Mandalorian culture. So I'll, I'll incorporate that in a future book. I just thought it was a wonderful gesture. It really was. I filmed it all, and hopefully it's, it's going to be some, yeah. some, somewhere in yeah. StarWars.com, yeah. hopefully, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> see I am trying to find the cover of the book, but I think I don't have it saved anywhere. No. Or maybe in my Mandalorian folder. No, not even. <laughs> Incidentally, that's exactly the same uh, laptop that I've got, by the way, for everyone listening. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just checking that he hasn't lifted mine. No, he hasn't. I think that T30, that's what you have? Congratulations, you got one of the AK-47 of laptops, as they my are friends called them. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been the Mac user here. I'm not going to get into this debate. <laughs> Sorry. <users>. Well, <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I can be completely neutral here because I, I've got a four-laptop network at home because I'm, 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 I'm a bit of an IT nerd, I'm afraid. Um... Because I like lots of built-in redundancy, having had uh, the the Dell from hell that let me down badly, it cost me seven weeks' work, even though I did backups. Uh, I've now gone over completely to laptops. I have two Windows-based machines, two Macs, and that means if anything happens to the Windows machines, like a virus that gets past my triple firewall, I switch straight to Mac. Triple firewall. Oh, I, I am paranoid she, city. She, I had a a little, paranoid she had a little problem with computers oh, a few yeah. years I've back. I've got scars. <laughs> so has Dell. Um, <laughs> But no, I'm, nice. I actually still prefer. I actually still prefer to use Word. No, I'm not paid by Microsoft. It's <laughs> just that it happens. I happen to be trained on it, so it ju- I just find it easier. Hey, but, whatever um, floats your boat. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I do like the little ThinkPads because I've got the extended battery that gives me 10 hours life, and that means I can actually write books on a- transatlantic flights. Well, like you're going. Actually, you're. If anyone's listening to this, and you're going to be doing some signings still in the states, right? Yeah, this is the start of my book tour. Actually. Um, I'm I'm in uh, Torrance, uh, California, uh, Tuesday night at Borders. Then I go to San Diego for Wednesday night. Uh, can you give the times if anyone's listening? Uh, if anyone, I tell you what, if you can go to my website, if you if you're connected online, I can because actually read it straight out. I'm going to try it. Uh, com. Oh, we're being thrown out. Now. I've been thrown out of better places than this. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, they're so antisocial. Uh, actually, you know what, Karen? There's only five minutes left. Yeah. So I would say that if you want, want, want to catch catch up with me, I'm on my US book tour now. Uh, I'm doing Torrance, California, San Diego, Indianapolis, uh, the uh, Disney uh, Star Wars weekend, and then DC. If you want the details, go to my website, www.karentravis.com, and it's all there. I look forward to seeing you there, and I will sign anything and everything, and I, and I will not quit until the last person gets their signature you will all get something signed <laughs> and you know what people yesterday she signed a little note for me saying happy birthday uh, and that's why I love you and you know what we, you're welcome. we, you're we welcome. saw the dedication you gave to the fan this weekend it was incredible I hope your wrist is going to be able to sign some I'm more I'm sure it will so just get get in entertained right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen just before we leave one last liner as usual hi this is Karen Travis and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct uh, of course, if you want to throw in there that you're the author of the book Sacrifice, then it's, it's going to be awesome by okay. me. So. Hello, I'm Karen Travis, author of uh, Legacy of the Force Sacrifice, and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. That is perfect Thank you. by me. Thank mm-hmm. you so very much. I'm around. Uh, 
Karen, thank you very much for coming. I'm actually going to cut this show right now because we're being... If you are enjoying the Star Wars fan audio production you're listening to right now, then don't stop there. Come see what the excitement is about at the Internet's home of the Star Wars fan audio genre, StarWarsFanWorks.com. There you'll find podcasts, audio dramas, audio parodies, and more, plus the best and most comprehensive news coverage of the Star Wars fan audio genre found anywhere. It's an entire field of Star Wars audio productions, made for fans, by fans. And your audio gateway to that galaxy far, far away is StarWarsFanWorks.com. Join us. After all, it is your destiny. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound.